Hey, Bama fans, Matthew Gibson here from Blue Collar Unplugged. When you want to show that Alabama pride, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping experience. The best and largest selection of apparel for the whole family. Nike, Nike Golf, Champion, Columbia, an amazing college vault of vintage and throwback logos, plus gifts and accessories. The best part? Alabama students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store, and you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass Rewards program. Alumni Hall, located in Midtown Village across from University Mall or anytime at alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Crimson Tide fans shop. You are now listening to the Blue Collar Unplugged Podcast. Sexton gets it. Three seconds. Two. Sexton at one. The win. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Presented by Crimson Crossover. Your home for all things Alabama basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Blake Byler. That's two out of 26 in his last four games at home. Matthew Gibson. You had Alabama fans selling their on-court seats to Auburn fans for the biggest game in God knows how long. And Jacob Pickle. And what is next to Butler Field? Arby's. 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 So either A, Alabama basketball is forever... It, it, eminent, built eminent. on Arby's. It literally built on Arby's, the program. Or it's the first thing you see when you walk in. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. Blue Collar Unplugged, Season 2, Episode 13. Um, this is our final, not our final episode. This isn't our final episode. This is our final time recording uh, together in person as a, as a trio um, for the rest of the season because Jacob is shipping off to New York. Woo! Up, up to home of Jaden Bradley, Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York, doing PGA things, yep. golf things. Uh, we're going to be doing, we'll probably do episodes on Zoom, yeah. I suppose, from here on out for as long as the season goes. Um, but yeah, it was a it was quite the eventful week. Um, regular season wrapped up. Uh, Alabama went one-on-one on the week, got a win over... Uh, Auburn and uh, a loss to Texas A&M on Saturday, um, and it's tournament time. March is here. Uh, we have the SEC tournament this week, so we're going to be talking uh, about the two games from last week. We're going to talk some SEC tournament. Um, we're going to talk some uh, maybe some, our picks for uh, player of the year, first team All SEC, some things like that if we have time for it. Jacob has some uh, some fun stat SEC trivia for us that we'll run into at some point. Um, but just to start out, Alabama comes back from down 17 points to defeat Auburn in the IBOB round two. Um, last game in Coleman Coliseum, senior night, clinches the regular season championship, undefeated record at home, all the everything. Insane game. Um, Matthew, I'll start with you. What did you think of that game? What What were your takeaways? Just what are, what are your thoughts from that game? Yeah, I mean, of course, Alabama secures their third SEC championship under under Nate Oates. Um, and the guy who led that Bama through that game, Javon Corley. Yeah. Can we talk about his performance? 24 points, 6 assists, 0 turnovers for Javon Corley. Um, he didn't turn the ball over? He didn't. No. No turnovers. Wow. No turnovers. I didn't even realize Played, that. let's see. 36 minutes. 36 minutes in that Gosh. game. Not a single turnover from Javon Corley. And how rare does that happen for him? He was I mean, efficient, too. 7 yeah. to 12 from the field is pretty good. He's 40% from three. Yeah, down the stretch, he had the ball in his hands. And, um, you know, then that overtime, Jaden Bradley and, and Miller kind of sealed the game at the free throw line. But it was Javon getting them, you know, those possessions and those opportunities. And he yeah. 
was the catalyst for Alabama coming back from 17 points in that second half to, to win that basketball game. Yeah. It was that was the greatest like basketball game I've watched in person like uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, greatest game in Coleman this year, no doubt. Greatest game that I've seen. Uh, I mean, just the ability for that team to come back and battle back from like pretty much as bad as it can get. Like whenever yeah. another team is shooting 80% from three against you for a large mm-hmm. portion of the game, shots aren't really falling. Um, it felt like every bounce or break didn't go our way. And that to see the fight and the will to come back in that game from literally nothing, like having to recreate uh, the offense, having to find defense, having to deal with just tough shots being made consistently. I mean, that was so incredibly impressive that uh, Alabama was able to come out and win that despite like the odds being against them. I mean, literally the lowest in a win, this is our lowest minimum win probability. 7%. What did Ken Palm have the, the win probability at when it was a 17-point game? Uh, 7%. Seven percent. Yeah, good. Which is, I think, in Houston. Let me double check. But I think even when we were down by a good bit, it was still a decent number. Yeah, because in that game there was still a lot of game left. Oh, just kidding. I lied. It was only three percent. Oh in wow. Houston. But <laughs> that felt more doable than being down seventeen at home. Yeah, because there were there were sat not seven like ten minutes left yeah. when Alabama went down seventeen, uh, and it was. Auburn was hitting everything. I think Katie Johnson hit a step back three for his like third three point make of the night. And when like Katie shot four or five from three, a guy who has shot under thirty percent on the season, um, like everyone on Auburn's team was hitting everything except oddly enough Wendell Green. Um, we our our road Wendell theories were true. Yeah. But it didn't matter because everyone else showed up and played out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janai Broom was getting everything he wanted down low. Alan Flanagan was rising up and doing the thing where he contorts his body to the right, and that's just how he shoots the basketball. Never looks like it should go in, but it does. Uh, Auburn has been the hottest three-point shooting team in the conference since they lost to Tennessee. Yeah, they're still losing. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> it's true. That is true. I saw this, the stat that said in the last eight games they're like 37 yeah. 38% from three or something like that. They are three and five in those games. But still, shooting the ball really well. Um, Would you say they are living and dying by the three? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you only take like 20 a game. But, <laughs> but it, it just shows the, the resolve that this Alabama team has. I mean, we saw them come back from down 12 against Arkansas. We've seen them come back uh, and get through other tough uh, situations in games this season, like the Houston game that we just mentioned. There was the four-overtime game against uh, against North Carolina. There was the South Carolina game where no one besides Miller could show up, and they still had to win in overtime. Uh, but for them to come back and, and force overtime and win this game, like it was one of those games that felt like, like it honestly felt like a movie. Just the way that it all played out, the fact that it was for a championship, the buildup leading into the game, the fact that there was a line for the students stretching from the door to Hackberry Lane, like behind the track stadium and everything, like just the magnitude behind the game made it feel so big. And for the comeback to go down the way it did uh, and for Alabama to win the way they did, it just felt it like very storybook. Um and for JQ to have the game that he had um, after the season that he's had, the ups and downs that he's had, it just really cemented his uh, his legacy as uh, a member of the Alabama basketball team. Like, he is synonymous at this point with the Nate Oates era. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and something we've sort of like neglected to talk about too is the game really flipped on its head when um, you know we had that out of bounds play where he sort of throws it off Janai Broom. That gets the scuffle going between um, you know the Alabama and Auburn players sort of, and that gets what Bediaco ejected, Cosby ejected, Kevin Cosby. Thrown out of a game, game before, his first before he's played it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets uh, Betty Ako thrown out, Cosby Wild. thrown out, Rylan uh, Griffin thrown out. Losing Betty Ako hurts there. Yeah, but yes. it like that foul fouled Janai Broom out, but then in turn Betty Ako gets tossed, and so both teams lose their centers. Yeah. Um, and then the fair fact, trade. yeah, fair trade. And then uh, JQ and Wendell Green get the double tech. Alabama was already on like an 8-0 run going into that though. Yeah. Like the Alabama was starting to come back and the energy in Coleman had started to pick up because you had this feeling like Alabama's offense had been terrible. And once again, just like the Arkansas game, uh, Oates started JQ in the second half. And so that finally he got going downhill. He started creating space. Uh, I think he had uh, like a nice pass to Clowney uh, for a finish inside. He, he was just doing what he could to get the offense rolling and then Alabama started stringing some stops together. Uh, and once they started doing that, they cut into the lead, went on the 8-0 run or 7-0 run or whatever it was. Yep. Then the skirmish happens. And then you turn around and Alabama has, still has momentum. I think Oates talked about how he was worried that that long period of timeout to review and see who was ejected and everything, I think he said he was worried about that killing the momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said in the huddle he was trying to like keep everyone like rallied, continue... Uh, that fire that they were playing with, uh, and then they continued to go on, kept the run going, but Alabama didn't just storm back and take a lead and extend it like they did against Arkansas. Like Auburn hung around and kept pushing the lead to two, four points, and Alabama still had to keep staying in it. Like It was still a fight after that. Yeah, I, as you're saying, like, Alabama's first lead was what, 74-73 yeah. with a minute 35 left. I mean, that was... With was the, that off a free throw from... Clearly, yep, yeah, and, uh, I think, yep. or a, a dead ball uh, yeah. with the Fallon Flanagan. But yeah, I like it was just a grind to get back in it, and even uh, whenever they cut it to one, it was seventy sixty nine, and then Wendell finally shows up and makes. Oh, I thought three. I thought that was I thought that was the game. Yeah, I thought so too. I like Wendell Green hitting the step back three to put them up four with a minute and a half le- or two minutes left. Yeah, like I thought that was the icing. And then JQ goes down and answers the three with an and one. Mm-hmm. And that fouled Jalen Williams out, I believe. Did it? Or it got, that was his fourth. This was his fourth. Because he fouled out no T. Yeah, that's right. So it got him his fourth, and I think he had to, he either went out or like basically had to play less aggressive. And that was huge. I mean, that he had two from like the under, like 15 minutes into the Right, he had a couple game. fouls on him back to back that yeah. really hurt him. Um, but then once Alabama got to, well, first of all, Mark Sears took what some people would call an ill-advised shot with Alabama up to towards the end of the game and could have run some clock out. I love the shot, honestly. Mark Sears left wing? Yeah, I mean... The ball was halfway. The ball was three-quarters of the way. It was, down. I was, was going to say, that ball almost went ball in. was down. Was wide open from the left wing when it was shot. That's his, he's made that shot a hundred times. You like, can't blame Mark Sears for not... That. I love the shot. And you know what he did to follow that up? Drills one and like immediately coming in. Exactly. Yes. He, I, like, I'm fine with that shot every day. Like, now if we lose in regulation, does that hurt? Because we could have yes. run the clock down? Absolutely. Yeah, but if he hits it, the game's over. Yeah. No, like, I love it. I, 
you gotta you gotta play like that sometimes. Like you've gotta play to like he's like, okay, we're gonna end this game right now. And shot should have gone in. It should have, especially with how the game had gone. Of like, we kind of were pretty passive. I felt like uh, at least in the first half. Like besides they were hitting everything. Like I think the the weight of having to win the championship, <clears throat> sorry, was getting to us. Um, but the, I mean that would have. That would have been the singular, singular shot that won it. And I would even say, like, him stretching it to five, 30 seconds in and overtime. That, that sealed fun. the game. Yeah. It's Absolutely. Because the, the overtime period started, and I forget who had the first bucket. Wait, I can go to play-by-play play and, and find that. Um, it was... Assist by Bradley. Yeah, Clowney had a dunk, and then... Auburn missed a layup, and immediately in transition, it was off a JQ, like, spin move off a long oh, rebound. And then he kicks it out to the exact spot where he missed the last one, and he makes that one, goes up five, place goes ballistic. Like, you knew the game was over at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made up for it. He, had a, he honestly had a pretty good game. It was definitely one of his better recent games. Um, what did he? He yeah, was 17, four for six from two, three of eight from three, um, three boards, a steal. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, 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 that's very totally good fun. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was good to see once the game ended too. The scene of the cutting down the nets and everything with a full crowd was something that I think was special because two years ago it was in front of a COVID crowd and so you didn't have all the cheers and everything. Um, and so this time you got to see the full experience. Like see the the emotions of the players of the coaches like that that all was really cool to see and get to do it in front of a home crowd that they just went undefeated for in the regular season at home um, really really cool scene really cool scene yeah especially with it being the the crimson out I mean that was that was just a different type of environment the red jerseys the red jerseys I thought it looked great I liked it yeah I, I some people were like never wear them again but honestly it looked good. Alabama wearing red did not have anything to do with Auburn shooting 65% from three. And I just won't hear anything that is related to no, that. But I'm very, like, I'm very, like, I hate when teams don't wear white at home in basketball. Like, I normally hate it. But the fact that it happened in that game tied to that championship, it just added, like, another thing oh, for sure. to make the game even more memorable. Like, that's the one that we're wearing the red jerseys in. Yeah. It is, like... Like, that's how people are going to think of it. Absolutely. That's got to be one of the more, if not the most memorable game of at least the, like, last five, ten years in Coleman. Yeah. Like, what else would you have up there? The Trey Young game. I was going to say, the Trey Young game was fantastic. Um, I think on a tier below would be, like, Houston or Baylor from last year. Yeah, yeah, those are up there, but I think they're still a tier lower. Yeah. When was the last overtime game? Was it Oats? Was it Penn? That game didn't go to OT. Was it not? I thought it went overtime. There's been a home overtime game. It wasn't last year. I'm sure. Let's see. 2019-2020. Trying to find game logs. Oh, one. They're hard to find on that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like the the Baylor and Houston games from last year up there. What about Oates' first year? Was there like a memorable 
home game. I'm trying to think of the game where oh, Bama yeah. beat Auburn when Auburn went, was four. Yeah, country. Oh, yeah, that's up there. That's up there. That was first year. Yeah, first year. Yeah. It was 2020. Also, I think the LSU game, as far as moments with Herb hitting those the one hand. Yeah, oh, yes, that's, that's up yes. there. <clears throat> um, so that get, yeah, but I think this one just with everything surrounding it, yeah. it's at least top three. Absolutely, for sure. I mean, I. Probably top one, honestly. When you consider all the things that went into that game too, in terms of the prior maybe trash talk between some of the players, and you know, I, there was so much. The emotions, went, the emotions behind that yeah. game were ridiculous. And like, at least in my time going to games, it's definitely my most memorable. There are people older than us that will have memories from games before our era in Coleman. I'm sure, like the. Like I, I I didn't see the the Petway backdoor cut for the championship against Florida. Like I'm sure that's up there, um, but in terms of like modern era, like it's got to be top three, maybe one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, last overtime game at home was Jacksonville State in 2015. We really? Yep. Wow. 60, 67 to 59. That's a long time ago. That's a long time. They go to overtime on the road, like, all the time, it feels like. Three overtime games. Oates South Carolina. Year. Florida. Oates first year. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's North Carolina this year. You said three overtime games Oates first year? Mm-hmm. Auburn. At Auburn. Yes. Petty was insane that game. Yeah. Oh, and Georgia. At Georgia. Kyra had 30. Yeah. Like, 37, I think. I don't have the box score up, but yes. Can you click on it? Let's see. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Kyra had, yeah, 37. 37. That's crazy. That is nuts. And then I remember because I think that the Georgia game and the Auburn game were back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And he had 37-1, and one, and then he had a triple-double against Auburn, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he had, he had 10, 13, and 10. 10 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds. Yeah. That was a weird season. That was a very weird season. Yeah. Anyway, I... We were thinking about this, like, that season and Florida's season this year, just, like, they both have, like, similar records yeah. and just have lost. I feel like Florida's lost some games that they could have won. won. Uh, also, just, like, the comparisons of, of Todd Golden and Nate Oates being similar, like, style approaches to their coaching. What did they finish this year? 9-9? Nine 9-9. Nine? Nine nine. Yes. Bama was 8-10 and ten that yeah. year. And 16-15, and 15 and Florida is? Six, they're 16-15. and 15. Yeah, they finished 16 and 15. Wow. So, funny how that works. Yeah, that's funny. You mentioned uh, Kyra Lewis. Remember the Arizona versus uh, Bama game in, I think, 2018? Home game? Home game. Wait. 76-73. No, they, they played 2018. They were on the road. Was it on the road for that one? Uh, well, it, actually, no, you're right. Um, it would have been the fall of 2018. I'm going to double so check the, that. It would be the 18-19 the season. 76-73 at home against Arizona. I do remember that game. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember that being a really great environment too. Yeah, which that game being nearly five years ago is also weird. That is weird. Carlos's freshman season was about five years ago. Do you guys know who was on the roster for Arizona that was a portal candidate this off season? Ooh. Um, Emmanuel Acott. Hell, legend. Gosh. And then the year before that, Alabama played Arizona in in the uh, in Arizona with Deion. DeAndre Aiden, Aiden. Colin, Sexton, Colin Sexton, and I remember Justin Coleman. Yes, played for Arizona. Arizona. He did. 
I remember DeAndre Ayton vividly kicking Colin Sexton. Do you remember that play? <laughs> yes, I do. And, and then Alabama played uh, Texas that year, too, in Birmingham with Mo Bamba. We don't talk about that game. No, we don't. Yeah. That game was atrocious. Aiden had 29 that game. Well, who did Alabama have at center? Dante Hall? Dante Hall. Good luck. Yep. yep. Like, I love Dante Hall. He's not guarding DeAndre Aiden. We just went on a tangent for a while. What else? Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about Saturday. Uh, yeah. Texas A&M. Alabama had already wrapped up the regular season title. I didn't expect an easy game uh, for Alabama. I honestly was not going to be surprised. Like I'm not surprised by the loss. Um, A&M wanted to make a statement, improve their seating in March. Um, once again, another slow start for Alabama. They go down 15 in the first half, only 22 points in the first half. I didn't think the defense was necessarily bad. No. Um, A&M didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Um, like, I didn't think the defense was bad. I mean, you held them to 32 in the first half and only 67 for the game. And typically, Alabama's won games when teams have scored under 70. Yeah. Um, but the issue came on the offensive end for Alabama. Uh, another slow start, 19% from three-point range. Um, I think it's their 25 of their last 116 from downtown, yep. um, which is really bad. Uh, Wade Taylor is a bucket. He had 28. Bucket from the free throw line as well. He can also make free throws. Yeah, you have to tip your hat to a and I mean, they were 27 for 28 at the free throw line. Yeah. And Radford You're going to win games. Radford and Taylor that. both were 10 for 10 at the <laughs> yeah, line. That, if that happens, you're going to win basketball games 9 out of 10 times. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the, the resolve, once again, that Alabama showed to be able to come back in that game impressed me. Um, I thought they were going to get run off the floor like the Oklahoma game when the game started. I think I texted you or told you because we, we were watching the game together. Yep. But I I thought that it was going to be like a 20, 25-point loss the way that the game started. Yeah. Um, but they hung around. They played. They kept uh, playing hard. Like their effort didn't – like the, the poor shooting didn't deter their effort, especially on the defensive end. Uh like I said, I don't think the defensive side of the ball was the issue, um, but scoring was. Um, Miller had 19. He was 7 of 23 from the field, uh, 2 of 12 from 3. Crazy inefficient. I think, like, three of those attempts were at the end of the game, though, yeah. like just trying to jack up shots. Uh, Quinterly was good again. Uh, 12 points, uh, 5 of 11 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. Outside of them, I mean, Clowney had a pretty good game. Uh, with 11, but then you look at the bench of Burnett, Griffin, Pringle, Welch, a combined five points from guys like Burnett and Griffin who had been, toward mid-February, been giving you a consistent 7 to 10 each. Uh, And then Sears only has five. Um, Bradley only has three. Uh, His only shot he took was the three-pointer that he hit. Uh, but just overall, really, really bad offensively. Um, what else did y'all see? So, it was our worst offensive efficiency performance of the year. 0.82 points per possession. Gross. It's, what was the second worst? Uh, Tennessee was like... Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Point. Tennessee was a little bit better, and then I think UConn was about the same. Um, I... 
just looked a little flat. I mean, the slow start was there, but, like, I didn't think A&M necessarily started fast. I just thought they made shots and got to the free throw line where we turned the ball over and kind of threw away possessions. Like, I think there were some non-turnover possessions that were just purely empty because of the terrible shot that was taken. Um, Mm -hmm. Thought we were... Came in a little nonchalant, maybe played a little, like, just flat and, like, passive. I didn't think A&M played, like, a stellar game or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, I thought they were good, but I didn't think they played some outstanding game. I thought yeah. it was a lot of Alabama played terribly. Yeah, I mean, they, like, outside of Radford, Taylor, and then basically Dennis from the free throw line, like, they had 60 from those three. And then besides that, they had seven points from... Other guys not named Tyrese Radford, Dexter Dennis, Wade Taylor. Like, I just, I thought we played well at the four and five. Um, I thought, obviously, we talked about Clowney had a good game. I thought Charles played pretty well overall. Um, Marble didn't really have a lot to say. I mean, he only had, he had zero rebounds and two points. Marble didn't have a rebound? Yeah, he was one for five. Uh, I think a lot of that was they were scared to go inside. Like, I felt like I saw yeah. Marble take a lot of shots from Henry like, Coleman only had two rebounds. Yeah. I mean, it, hmm. like, we won the rebounding battle, I believe, pretty handily. We had By 15, nine. Yeah, 43, yeah. 34. 15 offensive rebounds. That's wow. Part of that's I a lot of missed shots. Re- yeah. But I was going to say, that's still. That's a, that's a product of your offense. <laughs> well above the, the season average on offensive rebounding rate. So, I. Just kind of disappointing. I mean, not shocking. Didn't didn't really mean anything other than would have been nice to get another win. But seventeen and one would have been cool. Yeah. But well, one in particular, we kind of mentioned Rylan Griffin a little bit. He yeah. is one for his last twelve from the field. He has fallen off a cliff. He's been since terrible. The what? The Tennessee game, Georgia game, At Auburn game, Auburn game. Yeah. yeah that was- his, his best game, and, like, he got all the hype after he had, like, what, 16 against Auburn on yeah, the road? Yeah, he, he had a stretch of at Oklahoma, 15, yep. Vanderbilt, 12, LSU, 14, Florida, 5, Auburn, 16. Then he had zero versus Tennessee, and then he had 13 versus Georgia. Georgia. And then since then, he's had zero versus South Carolina, three versus Arkansas, zero at Auburn, and or with Auburn, and then zero, two against A&M. So, yeah, just... Nothing from him. Burnett hasn't been particularly great lately either. Um, and those are two like important yeah. depth wings that Alabama needs to have production from. At least one of Welch, Burnett, or Griffin needs to be hitting some kind of shot. Um, and then you can't, like Quinterly can't be the only guard doing anything. Like Sears and Bradley have to be like doing something. Sears need, needed to have a better game for sure. Um, he didn't have an assist either, which is surprising. Bradley didn't have an assist either, probably because none of the shots were going in. No. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> doesn't help. It's definitely part of it. I also just thought, like, I thought we had to bring the ball up through Brandon a lot. I thought it was basically bringing the ball up <laughs> through Brandon or Quinterly um, and working from there because of the four guard play. I mean, it's yeah. Whenever you have. Whenever your two of your three guards play bad, and then one of your guards plays like pretty good, and the other three that you're playing against all played perfect. Yeah, when Taylor and Radford are having the games they have too, that just adds to it. It's like, what are you gonna do? I mean, that you just can't have that poor of guard performance. I mean, poor guard play gets you bounced quick in March. Yeah, and not saying that that's gonna happen, but certainly if we 
don't see some growth and kind of not even growth, like regression to a positive performance that we've seen from um, Bradley and Sears for most of the year, then it's it could be could be scary, but I also don't think we're going to play a lot of experienced good guards like Radford, Dennis, and Wade Taylor all the time. Now, on the front of looking forward, um, there were a lot of people on Twitter concerned about, like, oh, these slow starts are becoming a trend, which they are, um, and, like, oh, if they play like this, they're going to get bounced early. Also true. I'm not saying those things aren't accurate. But what I am saying is I think... Alabama needed a game to realize that, oh, we can't play bad and still win, which had happened the three games prior to Saturday. Uh, South Carolina, Arkansas, Auburn, you got away with playing a terrible first 20 minutes of basketball every time and still got out of there with a win. And so it's easy to not have a huge sense of urgency whenever you're skating by getting wins. Um, so if you're going to have that wake-up call, I would much rather have it in the last game of the regular season than get bounced early from the SEC tournament and have to learn it that way on a quick turnaround with the NCAA tournament coming up. Yeah, I mean, and they get a five-day break, too. That's Yes, that's that's massive. important. So to be able to sit on one, the tape from that A&M game and all the other games, too, and being able to sit on that for five days, get your legs underneath you, get to analyze some of the things that you've been doing wrong, and heading into a tournament game versus either Florida or Mississippi State. That is, it's not the worst thing that could have happened to Alabama. Of course you want to beat A&M. You want to win the game, but... But a loss like that is not necessarily going to be the worst thing that could happen to your program. And you, like, you look at what Alabama's done the last couple of times, they've lost a game, too, and you get even more confident. Because they, they, lost the, they lost the Oklahoma game, and they turn around, refocus, win the Vanderbilt game by 57. And then they lose to Tennessee and turn around and beat Georgia by 49. And so I'm not saying Alabama is going to beat either Florida or Mississippi State by 40, um, but what I am saying is Oates has been very vocal about how this team owns what they need to get better at, and when they see it and they like go in and like we're going to fix this, they do it, and they're very like responsible in that way. And so I think there's no reason for us not to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to go in and fix what they need to fix after this loss, I think. No, I totally agree. And if you look at, like, we've lost five games this year. Or what, now six? 26 and five? Yes, yeah, so five yeah. games this year. In the four games previous, three out of the four of those after we scored 100 points. So, <laughs> the, and the other one was Jackson That's just State. stupid. No, That's just four, really dumb. No, keep in mind, that is aided by a quality oh, time game. you just, uh, I mean the North Carolina game. <laughs> Still scored 150. It counts. Uh, it still counts. But I think you can kind of look at it, look at it like throughout the schedule as a little bit of a story of like your first six games, you or first five games before UConn, you played one real team in Michigan State, right? Uh, and two conference runner-ups between Jackson or between South Alabama and Liberty. Uh, then you play real defense. You're like, all right, let's grow up. Let's play a little bit more physical. Have a few games. Play Memphis. Maybe let off the gas a little bit on defense. They score 88, and then Gonzaga puts 100 on you. So you crack down, and there's good defensive performances. Vanderbilt, Missouri, Mississippi State, kind of... Vanderbilt skated by a little bit more than I think we kind of remember. Vanderbilt was closer than it could have been. Yes. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Missouri, they just didn't make shots. It was a good win. But then Mississippi State, kind of poor performance. Get exposed at Oklahoma. Um, then the Tennessee game was just 
doesn't necessarily fit the like found what to replace and go forward and fix it. Uh, but I mean, still, like, you played a good defense, had to get physical, and then came out and won three physical games in a row. This team has shown that it, it can answer the like it can fix what needs to be fixed, and there, I don't think there's reason yet to believe that they're just gonna spiral and fall off a cliff. Like mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't see that. Mm-hmm. Now. Obviously, if we go out there Friday in Nashville and they play terribly and they are down by seven at halftime to Mississippi State, then you have an issue on your hands. But we'll, we're going to have to wait to see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. The child, you know, I, I think the 2020-2021 season, um, looking back and realizing how we kind of had to win a few close tight games at the end. No, that's true. And then... Came into the SEC tournament, very much got things fixed against a Mississippi State team, and would have the opportunity to, to do the same thing Friday. Uh, but if we want to lead into a little SEC tournament talk. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, Alabama lucked out. They got a great draw. <laughs> Everything they, got, they got the best draw they could have possibly gotten. Everything that Alabama needed to happen happened for them to avoid the Arkansas Razorbacks. Because that that was the goal going into Saturday, was you you look you check Twitter and you've got everyone you got shout out Blake Lovell shout for his spreadsheet of scenarios um, that that seating could be and Alabama fans are circling the eight of thirty two scenarios. Yeah, I think it was the like, eight, eight out of thirty two scenarios that have Arkansas as the ten seed and they're like we want those, yeah. um, and they got it. So uh, Arkansas lost the home game uh, to Kentucky. And then uh, Florida struggled with LSU, but <laughs> they got like ten at one point. Whenever we switched the game, oh, we turned it on and half. they were down ten in the second half. Unserious, unserious. Um, but it happened. Um, Arkansas will play Auburn in the first round. I am getting to Nashville in time to see that game. Uh, it's gonna be That's going to be exciting. Um, but Alabama's draw: Mississippi State and Florida. They'll get the winner of that game. Um. I don't. Who's gonna win that game? I don't know. I, I lean. I lean state. state. Yeah, I lean Mississippi State. I mean, yeah. without Colin Calston, for it's just different teams. They're not that it's good. Tolu's gonna have a day. They, they can't. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Tolu Smith's too good for anyone Florida has in the front court at the moment. I, I just think that's gonna be a little too much for, for the Gators there. Yeah. But at the same time, like, weird stuff happens in the SEC tournament. It does. And Mississippi State is like. Not like they've played fine lately. They lost to Vandy. They beat South Carolina and like struggled with them at home. Mm-hmm. They did beat A and M at home, which was big. They lost by two to Missouri. They beat Ole Miss by eight. They lost by three to Kentucky. They beat Arkansas. Which them being beating A and M effectively. Won Bama that as a championship. It did, so Bama can thank them for that thank when they sure. see them on Friday. Because I like think weird things can happen, but like I don't see Florida unless like Riley Kugel decides I, to go crazy again. I think that's their main chance is Riley Kugel. <laughs> Genuinely, like, I, I think I think he's a really good player. I like uh, him. I'm yeah. excited. I'm presumably seeing him year two at Florida. Uh, We'll be excited to see how he progresses. He should transfer to Alabama. I would love for him to transfer to Alabama, <laughs> actually. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, 
I just don't think Florida without Castleton is that much of a threat. Um, they can go small and be fine for the most part, mm-hmm. but I just don't think – I think Tolu Smith would enjoy that. Uh, he is a very athletic, works very well. Uh, obviously, they had a good game against Julius Marvel a few weeks ago. So I I would probably lean Mississippi State. But on the the one caveat of unless Riley Kugel just says it's Riley Kugel time and, <laughs> and does that. But, yeah, that – Richard and Jones can get tied every now and then, too. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, they, their most frequent line in the last five games have been Lofton, Jones, Richard, Kugel, and Jatobo. They're, they're running that 24% of the time. So they're they're kind of sticking with that with that you know that five there. Oh, did you guys know that Mississippi State is dead last in three-point percentage? That doesn't shock Nationally? me. Or Nationally? Nationally. Whoa, uh, whoa. that shooting, does shock me. They're shooting 27%. From beyond the arc. When you're talking about a team Alabama needs to see right now. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, State did give Alabama trouble um, at home, which we already covered a little bit. Um, you brought up 2021, and I think that's a great um, – Alabama could see a very similar path here compared to what they saw in, in 2021. Yeah. Um, LSU will not be meeting us on the other end, though. No, that will not be happening. I mean – it could. They're on the other side of the bracket. If LSU, if we meet LSU in this year's SEC tournament championship, I will. Uh, I don't know. Eat a sock. Like li- okay. live on Twitter if LSU gets all right the championship. Um, because like in in the twenty twenty one tournament, Alabama saw Mississippi State in the quarters, Tennessee in the semis. You could see that same thing again here. Um, if Tennessee can get past Missouri, if Tennessee can get past. GG Jackson. Let me stop. That's they're gonna get. Yeah, they're gonna beat South Carolina. <laughs> or Ole Miss might beat South Carolina. I, I can there certainly sleeper team that was gonna make a run. I think it'd be South Carolina though. because they got the lottery yeah, pick. They have GG. Yeah. I also Ole Miss has been kind of playing well lately. They don't have the wins to prove it, but like, let me walk you through their last few games because it's kind of impressive. Like they. Took Auburn down to almost the wire. I did forget that happened. They took Mississippi State to overtime. Uh, no, they lost. But <laughs> almost took Auburn to the wire. Hang the oh, banner. <laughs> hang the banner. They lost by eight and were up by like seven or five or seven at half on A and M at home. And then Missouri had to like truly grind out a win at the end. So I mean, it, is Ole Miss that good? No. No. But we're gonna go game by game. <laughs> we're just gonna pick the bracket right now. Yeah. Let's uh, Ole Miss, South Carolina. Uh, I'm going South Carolina. South Carolina. I- I'm oh, going Ole Miss. I'm taking Michi and Gigi. They have to. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do, for, for our, our blue-collar unplugged bracket, we'll say majority moves on, since yeah. there's three of us. Sounds good. Uh, LSU, Georgia. Georgia. Dogs. Georgia. Okay. That that concludes Wednesday night sadness. That, what a What a night. That's just so bad. <laughs> Wednesday night sadness will be getting bigger. It will be Wednesday sadness. Yes. Because you will have eight teams playing on it when yes. the conference expands. More sadness. It'll be half the it'll be half the conference at that point. It'll be the bottom half of the conference playing. And then four buys to the second round and four buys to the quarters. That'll be a good setup. It'll be the biggest tournament bracket. Yeah, until the Big Ten adds. Yeah, well, I guess we'll be tied. Yeah. We'll be we'll be first. <laughs> Mississippi State, Florida. 
I'm Mississippi State. State, state. Um, South Carolina, Tennessee. Tennessee. Falls. Falls. Arkansas, Auburn. Oh. <laughs> I'm going with the Hogs. I think they want to get them back. They only played the one time, and it was in Neville. I I think it's going to be Auburn, and I'm I have a twinge of worry about. I'm. Awesome. Are we going to get an eyeball of SEC championship, Jacob? I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's feasible. Like I that would be electric. No, I think it is too. I I'm going to go Auburn too. Okay. What about you, Blake? I I said the Hogs. The Hogs. I think the Hogs win it. We go Auburn moves on to play. Eight. I actually, in my personal um, bracket, like my personal SEC championship bracket, I have the Hogs in the semis. I have Auburn in the semis. Okay, I respect it. Yeah, I, none of us respect AM, apparently. I just. <laughs> I, not to go the refs, but until AM beats a good team away from home. I was going to say, AM outside of College Station is not, does not move the needle for me no. yet. That's valid. And I just. If they, get, if they get calls, if they get calls in Nashville, then absolutely AM can go as far as the championship game. Um, but if win that's it. not happening, yeah. then they're cooked. So we'll go we'll go Auburn on, on the BCU bracket. Uh Vandy, Georgia. Uh Vanderbilt. I'll go Vanderbilt. Liam Robbins. Liam Robbins, yeah. Is Deshaun Holt Masterclass. Li- Liam Robbins is done for the year, right? Is yep. he? He had surgery. Yeah. Yeah, right. Which is a shame. But, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. I still but, think they're. I still think they're good. Oh, they are good. They beat Kentucky without him. In Rupp. In Rupp. Well, yeah. they lost him halfway through the game, but still. Still. I'll go Vandy. We'll go Vandy. Yep. Alabama and State. Alabama. Bama. Bama. Missouri and Tennessee. <laughs> I'm gonna go the Fighting Kobe Browns. Say Missouri. I have Tennessee. I think, I think the fact that it was a game the first time was very much a fluke. You think uh, so? Uh, now, the <clears throat> thing with Missouri is that they are a fluke. Like their success relies on insanely high shooting percentages on kind of wild, not perfect shots. Uh huh. But they do it pretty well. But I still, I, I think Tennessee wins. I do have Missouri. Um, I just don't. I don't trust Tennessee. I know they beat Arkansas. But I don't trust them enough without Ziegler. Yeah. I think they need Ziegler. Um, so I'm going to go Missouri. Um, Texas A&M. Let's say on the Tennessee yeah. front, uh, we've seen them play two games since well, Ziegler got hurt Tuesday night against Arkansas. Yes. So a game and a half, which one they were just beating up on Arkansas. But I felt like they kind of got beat in the guard play situation Saturday against Auburn. Yeah. So I don't know how well that will bode for them. But, yes, Missouri. They're getting bounced early in March again. Around a 32 exit yeah. to a 6. Actually, no, they won't be a 3. They might be the six. No, they might be like a 5 and lose to 12. Oral Roberts. If, if it's Oral Roberts, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, baby. I'd hammer Oral Roberts. Easy. Um, Texas A&M-Auburn. Rematch of last year's first round game. You said I you said have I Auburn. I said Auburn. I, I think Auburn Woo! that still. I have A&M. Uh, A&M. Even though I think Auburn can make a run, I think A&M... I've seen A&M beat Auburn too many different ways this year and last year. I just don't think Auburn, for whatever reason, I think Buzz just has a tactical advantage for a little bit, and A&M likes to beat Auburn for whatever reason. Something interesting to point out, we have Auburn winning an SEC tournament game for the first time since 2019. Yeah. They have not done so. 
It's kind of crazy. Um, I would in that matchup. I would also have Texas A and M. I think. A and M won by like fifteen in, in Neville, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go A and M. Wow, they beat them three times in one year. Yeah, that's hard to do. Pretty tough. Exactly. Uh, that's kind of my thinking. I I don't see. I just I don't see A and M beating them. In, Third time there, especially that's so tough. Auburn shooting, if Auburn keeps shooting like that. Auburn's gonna, gonna have gonna like it. fans there too. They're gonna have people there. It's, Auburn's gonna have a lot of people there. Yeah, you saw how they filled. Um, it's different environment, obviously. You saw what they did at a Memorial Gym. Yeah, that place was all Auburn fans. I'm still gonna go A and M though. Yeah, I, I'm Can, still gonna lean A and M. I'm not gonna be shocked if the winner of Arkansas Auburn beats A and M, but I, I think just the way that. Whoever comes out of that matchup, the way that AM handled them. I know AM lost at Arkansas, but I'm not super concerned about what happens at Bud Walton. So um Kentucky and Vandy. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, not much to say about that. Uh so semis. Alabama and Missouri. Alabama? Alabama. You think it's close? I'd go yes. Bama by like eight. Or seven. Ten. I'm Alabama by ten. I, I think. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they shoot as poorly as they did against us uh, in the first matchup, but that was in Missouri and Bama won by twenty. It was. That's it crazy. will be. Kobe, Kobe Brown will play. Yeah, it's gonna be his last shot at Alabama too, and he'll be ready for that. He'll be ready. Yeah. Should have been SEC Coach of the Year, Dennis Gates. Indeed, Dennis Gates was truly robbed. robbed. Dennis Gates was robbed. Um. A and M and Kentucky in the other semifinal. Kentucky, yeah. I also think Give me they're Kentucky. a little banged up, but I'm going Kentucky there. What they did to Arkansas, yeah, oh, I'm going scary. There. With no Case and Wallace, mm-hmm. with no Savier Wheel. I mean, that what even is Savier With no CJ Frederick, <laughs> he was back. He played Saturday. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't even I, realize. Reeves is getting hot, like. I don't want to see Kentucky because of well, I, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's tough. Alabama, Kentucky in the in the finals. Like, let me tell yeah. you, Reeves is shooting over his last. I'm under the the belief that Reeves should have been just the outright sixth man of the year, and not. Oh, I be, I, I'm happy for Quinterly. I am too, 100. percent I just Reeves. I think Reeves all year. I could be wrong. I think they gave him they gave them co six man because Reeves has started some games. Or at least that's like yeah, that's a theory that I have. Because like, I mean, he started six I mean, of their last seven. Assessment. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. He, he only yeah. Started yeah. He started six of their last seven, so he's like half of a six man. Yeah. Anyways, so I think that's that's partially why that they gave they gave them yeah. six man. Yeah. Oh. Happy for JQ though. Oh, absolutely. That's I mean, a, that's huge. For him. There's probably not a player that deserves that more than Quinterly, and he got robbed the year before that. Or. With Note when Note won it. Yeah, it should have been him over Note. Yes. In in twenty twenty one. Got mad again. Uh, <laughs> over let's see. Reeves in his last six is average twenty two. In the bucket. Yeah. Alabama legend. Wow. Uh, Antonio Reeves. Shout out CJ Thomas. Yes. In conference play, he's only scored single digits three times. Everything else was double digits. Wow. So in this Alabama Kentucky game on Sunday. Afternoon, not afternoon, Sunday at noon. What, who would we have? 
Give me Bam on a close one. I, I think Bam on a close one. Matthew? Matthew wants to say Kentucky. He does want to say Kentucky. I'm going to go Bama with that one, too, in a really close game. So close. Like, a really yeah. good game. It's like, like as good as the Alabama-LSU game from two years ago. Like, that kind of good game. But I hope we don't play a good game until then. I, I need a break. We've done this. Well, if you if if the path is tracking what we saw in 2021, you've got a 15-point comeback in the semis on deck for you. <laughs> no, no th- I mean, uh, Do you remember that game? Yes, of course. Alabama trailed by 15 in the second half. And the comeback started with a little behind-the-back pass from Herb Jones to Alex Reese that kicked off the run. It was like a 15-0 run to get him right back into it. But official blue-collar unplugged prediction, we have Alabama winning the SEC tournament. Yeah. Um, there's not that much to talk about Friday because, like, we don't know the matchup yet. Right. Um, what about – what did we think of the, the SEC award winners? That's one other thing we can talk about. Player of the year, Brandon Miller. Freshman of the year, Brandon Miller. I'm assuming we have no complaints. No, I mean, I, I – I think they did their due diligence in giving him that award in both of those. He deserved it. That was the correct decision. Um, Coach of the year, co-coaches of the year, between Buzz and Stackhouse. Bad. Not, don't agree. Bad. Um, Recency bias in full form. Like, congrats to Stack on winning 8 of 9. That's super impressive. Should have been Dennis Gates. You still lost to, what, VCU... um, They had two quad four losses, I think. Grambling. Yeah, Grambling. We might make the tournament. Grambling? Yeah. I've not been keeping up with the, the SWAC. The SWAC, yeah. yeah. I think they're, like, supposed to win. They're probably the ones. Or, like, I think they're the two seed, but, like, a lot of people think they're going to win. Let's see. I don't know. Let me give you a SWAC update. <laughs> uh, let me find SWAC. Hold up. That was circle back. I, they're probably going to win. What, we had first team. Okay, I like Jerry Stackhouse. And, like, congrats Absolutely. to Jerry Stackhouse. But... It should have been Dennis Gates. They were they were playing on Wednesday last year. Now they have the double bye. Like that turnaround, one year, first year head coach, yeah. give, them, give them the award. There were also a few silly losses this season away from being like the two seed. In Missouri? Yeah. So, should have been him. Instead, they, the co-three-piece suit wearing coach of the year. Buzz Williams and Jerry Stackhouse. We already said player of the year is good, freshman of the year is good. We talked about six man of the year a little bit. Um, defensive player of the year, Liam Robbins. Any complaints? Not particularly. I mean, I maybe Castleton. Castleton's up there. I think it's the guy Ziegler had. He had a shot. Yeah. Him. I thought it was more of a like. I don't really know who else it would have gone to. Right. Uh, whether more than like, I thought he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's see. I mean, I I don't have any complaints with this list besides. Stackhouse being on that list. I mean, even Buzz. I'm, Do you agree right, with Buzz. Kobe Brown for Scholar Athlete of the Year? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do you gauge that? Uh, Liam Robbins did lead the conference in blocks. Oh, he did? With 82. Good for him. Uh, all SEC first team. I hate it because there's more than five players on it. Yeah, this, this is a this dumb. This is not a roster. This is a roster. This is, this is a, a roster. Team. Like, why, why are we doing this? Yeah, especially there's a lot of bigs. It's like, maybe we... Rule set these guys out. them off. And like, you've got Castleton, Sheebway, Tolu Smith, Liam Robbins, and more or less Kobe Brown. Yeah. I would have, my, my team would have been 
with just five. Miller, Castleton, Shibway, Wade Taylor, Robbins would have been my five. And then my second team, I would have bumped Tolu Smith and Kobe Brown down to second team. And then I would have had, ooh, that's tough. Ricky Council. Um, gosh, I don't know. Then it gets tough. Yeah. Second team's tough. Vescovy, I, I get that he's good. I'm okay with Vescovy being first team. I, even if it was just five, would you have him? Mm. I would. I'm not moved. I'm not moved. No, maybe not. Yeah. But he's gotten it two years in a row now. Didn't deserve it last year. I don't think he did either. <laughs> <laughs> All SEC first team merchant, Santiago Vescovy. I mean, he nearly had a two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, which is That's pretty cool, good. I guess. Um, yeah. Look good. Mm. Eh. Yeah. Second team was Sears, Anthony Black, Council, Janai Broom, Wendell, Green, K.J. Williams, Zakai, and, and Radford. I think that's all fair. Yeah. I wish it was five players again, right. but all fair. I didn't think anyone really got snubbed that – deserved it maybe put everybody on there the only argument would be like I could see an argument for swapping Janai Broom and Tolu Smith yeah I was gonna say Uh, I think Broom probably deserved first team over Smith in some capacity yeah I think I don't know about over Smith it's just he's their best player yeah I think the problem with Broom is that he relatively did not show up in the biggest games for them this season like, the home Alabama game, he wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it was against Tennessee either time. To Tennessee, he had, what, I mean, 17-11, which is fine. Like, he, I don't know. I think it was more of a, a net performance of, like, he just didn't do anything to wow other than making shots. Um, a lot of a lot of free-throw merchanting yeah. from Broom. <laughs> like, over half of his points in a lot of games, or at least attempts. I know he's not to a, some degree, he's some just, degree. Yeah. That, he's just good at drawing fouls. He makes the he's free throws. He he's a big. That's yeah. that's good. That's valuable. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, sec- second team. I thought everybody on the list deserved it. I thought. Yeah. I'm always. It's always kind of funny whenever the worst player, the best player on the worst team, gets an award with KJ Williams. <laughs> but like, he, they would be a lot worse. He put up the numbers. Yeah. Um, the defensive team, I thought, was Great. very good. Um, very good picks there. Good for Charles Bediaco. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chuck's been great all year. I mean, I'm, we've yeah. talked about Evan Maya, what he thinks of Charles. He's still the fourth yeah. um, and defensive. Um, By Bainesian performance rating. Yes. Yep. And then uh, all freshman team, no complaints. They put basically all the freshmen. They did put, like, all of the freshmen. Uh, I guess Nick Smith didn't qualify. Probably on a minutes games thing. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't think they – I don't know if they make that – public but I know that's I'm sure that's what it was uh I guess there weren't really any surprise picks here maybe Chris Livingston like I didn't know I didn't know if Livingston's he was that playing, good Livingston's been playing a lot better he's played stretch. yeah like, he, he started off he started off slowly but yeah he's, last five or six games he's been really productive for them and um he's been fine yeah and then three at all five of Alabama starters plus Alabama six man got an award yeah it's pretty cool. It's always good when you do that. Yeah. Um, 
Jacob, do you have our do you have our trivia? Yes. Okay. Um, it's trivia time. So first, we're going to go with who fouled out the most in the SEC this year. <sighs> fouled out a total of ten times in let's see, thirty games that this player played. Who fouled out the most? Yep. I don't know. I unfortunately already answered this question earlier. I forgot the answer. Yes. I know we talked about it earlier, but I forgot. That would be... Hayden Brown of South Carolina yes. with 10. 10. A third of the time, he was not finishing the game. Is that good? No. 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 Um, <laughs> He's the only one in triple digits in Charles, too. Yeah. Triple digits? 104. Yeah. You got it. I mean, your coach ever I mean, tell you... You just know your role is to get in there and just, like, <laughs> whack guys around. Did, you, did your coach ever like tell you as a kid, like, you have five fouls, use them? That's real. It's true. Like he, he did. <laughs> he did. Lamont Paris told him he has five to use, and he did. That he did. Who <laughs> um, would guess who led the league in technical fouls this year with three? Oh, we know this. We know. A- Alabama's own Javon. <laughs> and now every time it was a double tech. He cost <laughs> us. He cost us zero free throws. That's insane. What was the? Well, so it was the the Auburn one. The the Arkansas one where he got into it with Anthony Black and Severe Wheeler against Kentucky at home. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. On, on the run to close out the first half, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let me. I remember it. I, let me check the game logs. Uh, but I yeah, I, just I believe that. that that was that was the case. That's yeah. so funny. Uh, let's see. Did anyone have two? Uh, somebody text? else also had three. It was Julius Marble. Huh. And then at two, Adam Miller, Terry Roberts, Eros Plavsic, shocker, uh, Ezra Mignon, Deshaun Davis, and Wendell Green, and Alan Flanagan, and Dilo Davis. So, wow. good, good chunk. Um, yeah, okay. Except it's leading on effective field goal percentage on more than 80 three-point field goal attempts. So, effective field goal percentage... Uh, Counts three points or factors in field goals made from three as an extra point five. So it's beyond just field goal percentage and more of a how many like what percentage of points available did you make with each shot that you took, combining it all. Brandon Miller. No, Brandon is that would have been my guess. Eighth. He is seventh. Is this does this team play, or does this player play for a school? In the Eastern or Western Division in football? Eastern. Eastern? Yep. Um, it's an East team. Okay. Um, I'll be completely honest. I did not know of this player before. You didn't know of this player? No. Did they play for Vandy? No. Okay. I was going to guess Miles Studi. No. Uh, uh, Studi is ninth. Okay. This is just effective field goal percentage? Effective field goal percentage on more than 83s. Because more have, than eighty three is attempted. Yes, more than eighty three is attempted. Does it play? Does he play for Missouri? Nope. Okay, but they have two guys, three guys in the top ten. Three guys in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, Des Moines Hodge. Yep. Um, Isaiah Mosley. Nope. Who else is in the top ten? Kobe. Kobe and Nick Honor. Okay. It is. <laughs> any final guesses on a f- effective field goal percentage? Give, give me the team. South Carolina. Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's not Michi. It's not Michi. Um, is it? I almost said Eric Stevenson. <laughs> I'm sure he, he now plays for West Virginia. Um, who is it? 
It is Chico Carter Jr. I've never heard of I, him. He, I don't know ball, apparently. Ooh. He's made, he's shooting 48% from three. Like on the season? Yeah. Wow. Chico. Yeah. That's he, impressive. He's 6'3". Uh, it's, it's good for him. Uh, let me, one second. What else we got? Let's see. What other trivia um, times do we have? Who played the most minutes in the SEC this year across all games? Brandon Miller? He's third. Third? Mark Sears? It's going to be a... Uh, Mark Sears is not in the top ten. Really? Um, Wendell Green? Nope. He is not in the top ten. Ricky Council? He is second. 1,064. Okay, then it's probably black then because they, it's Arkansas. It just runs the same yep. lineup. That, 1,073. Ricky Council played the most minutes? Uh, Anthony Black did. Oh, Anthony Black. Um, okay. Yeah, makes, that adds up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let me pull up, pull up this. These are, these are good trivia questions. Thank you. Uh, I try to go as niche as possible. Um, let's see. Hold on. We'll get there. Don't right. worry. The most... Defensive rebounds. Noah Clowney. He is third. Chuck? No. He is not on the list. On a purely no. minutes thing. Yeah. Brandon Miller. He is second. This is the layup. Jani Broom. He is fourth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the layup. Okay. Oscar. Uh, okay. <laughs> Follow up question Who leads the league in double doubles? Oscar. Yes. That's easy. Who's second? Colin Castleton. No. He is... Jani Broom? Broom is third. Castleton is seventh. Robbins. Robbins is tenth. Clowney. Clowney's not on here. On the top. Clowney had what? Miller. Brandon was fifth. Are we missing second? Yep. Gosh. I don't... Who am I forgetting? Um, Tozman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That adds up. Who is our free throw merchant of the year? Alabama's? Or uh, just in the SEC? The SEC. Wendell Green. He is second. <laughs> Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor's fourth. Um, Ricky Council? Council got to the luck a lot. He is third. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're right there. Uh, car or division? West. West. Is it a bad team? Very middle. Top half or bottom half? Bottom standings. Half. Bottom half. It's a West team? West team, bottom half. Janai Brew? Nope. Um, he is actually not in the top ten. Is it a guard? Uh, it is not a guard. It's a forward. Okay. Um, I don't know. Tolu Smith? There you go. Remember when we went three for 15 from the line against Alabama? That was crazy. <laughs> Those were, like... Genuinely, that was 10% of his misses. Or no, that was like 20% of his misses. Wow. It was against us in one game. Um, highest free throw percentage on more than 80 free throws. So basically we're ruling out our one for twos and one for ones. Brandon Miller. He's second. Ricky Council. Nope. He is actually not. He's like 12. Is there a player uh, we've guessed already? It is not. Oh, wow. 
Not a, he hasn't been the leader of the statistic yet. Is it Wendell? Nope. He shot so well from the free throw line. Fourth. Is it Radford? Nope. He is ninth. Taylor? It is Mateo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mateo the fourth. Let's see. Let me do a, let's see if I can cook up a very niche one. Let's get one more going. Um, steals. Just the leader in steals? Leader in steals. Ziegler. Nope. Ziegler was fourth. Des Moines Hodge. Des Moines Hodge? Wow. There we go. Uh, He had 83. Blocks was Liam Robbins, right? Yep. Where's Chuck on that list? In steals? Uh, No, no. Blocks. (laughs) Steals. Yeah, steals. (laughs) Where's where's Charles? Uh, Charles was fourth in blocks. It went Robbins, Castleton, Broom, Bediaco, both Mitchells, Cardwell, Jonas Adu, Clowney, and Theo Quava. Do you have assist to turnover ratio? Um, We can get a pretty good idea. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, assist-to-turnover ratio with basically primary ball handlers. Um, well, we know it's not going to be Anthony Black. No. <laughs> He's actually second. Is he really? Uh, he had that many assists? Wait, I was going to say. No, sorry, that, that's wrong. That's wrong. You're doing Almost the math. Triple yeah. I, I have assist-to-turnover next like, to each other. Whoa. And the leader in assists is very much the leader in this category. Xavier Wheeler? Nope. He probably would be the other way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Zakai? Zakai Ziegler. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. 2.36. Oh, it's, it's pretty very good. good. That's good numbers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, who's the tallest player? On a, on a roster. Um, <laughs> Does he play? Uh, he's played 20 minutes this year. Oh, gosh. It's Maber Majak of Missouri. How tall is he? He is seven two, and okay. a little bit extra. Okay. And then, and then that's he's the only seven footer in the SEC. That Char- can't be right. No, Charles, Charles is seven foot. Charles is seven foot listed. Charles is not seven foot listed. On well, according on RollTide.com, they have him. ESPN is also him? seven foot. Charles is for whatever seven. reason he is not on this. It that does not make sense. Your dad is wrong. Uh, all the numbers are wrong. All the numbers, numbers you just heard incorrect. are incorrect. Right. He is 7-1. The, Charles is 7-1? Yeah. The, he grew. So <laughs> the formatting of the I'm height, sure. And Bryce Young is 6 foot. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, the way that it translates over, it's in like date and time. But like <laughs> if it says 7-0-2, like it's still 7 foot 2. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Any, yeah, any Charles is a true seven footer. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's easily seven. He's, if you ever stood next to him, you he's can tell. Very tall, large. Oh, uh, we did rebounds leader, offensive rebounds leader, offensive rebounds leader. Yep. Oscar Sheba. It's also Oscar Sheba. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's your there's your trivia time. We've been going for over an hour. Let's go. So Jeez. let's uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a uh, probably time to wrap it up. We'll have uh, we'll have another episode next week. Yep. Uh, giveaway, giveaway, giveaway. Oh, giveaway. giveaway. Yes. We can do our giveaway. Good yeah. reminder. Um, hold on. Job. I'm going to pick a winner. Well, you pick a winner. We're picking a winner right now. We are picking a winner right now. Random selection. Matthew. From, from, from Matthew. What are we giving away? A large. We're giving a large Alabama SEC championship shirt. The, the so character shirt. The, the, character the ones shirt. with the faces. It's really cool. a large one and, you know, with our deal with Alumni Hall. So yes. Shout out Alumni Hall. The Follow winner. them on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow everyone on Twitter. Yep, it's easy. 
the winner is going to be who we are getting from Twitter. If you don't follow us on Twitter, Jacob Holman. Awesome! Congrats, Jacob. Congrats. Congrats. I'll send him a message here in a little while. Sweet. So it sounds good. We have our winner. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, we will see y'all next week, probably Monday or Tuesday, because we will have a bracket at this time next week. We will have a bracket. We will have a bracket. Uh, super exciting. March is here. Um, excited to get all these uh, basketball tournaments started. Um, but we will catch you guys next time. Will we have a bracket challenge, more than likely? Ooh, oh, will we? Absolutely. Yes. yes. We, we're 100% doing a bracket challenge. Yes. Be on the lookout. We'll have all that information we'll on We'll likely have a giveaway attached to it as well. Yes. So be on the lookout so do for that. Yeah. Yes. This is March. Pick everything right. Um, but, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.